Welcome to Montana Voices, Episode 9. And I know I did refer to uh, this Episode 8 as Episode 9, Country Road, but uh, we can count over here at Montana Voices. It's great to be here. It's great to be able to count as well. Unfortunately, yeah. we are missing our guest host. We invited uh, Chris back, uh, but it sounds like he had some technical or, or family difficulties, and he's not able to join us today. So uh, when you listen to this, Chris, uh, we send our condolences for whatever strife you're currently experiencing. Indeed. I would also like to extend uh, my personal thanks as well for filling in for me last time, Chris. I do appreciate it. Uh, given the circumstances, it just made more sense to do a local show there with you, with uh, Jim direct so uh either way unfortunately you couldn't be here uh looking forward to you coming back in the future at some point well you want to go through our orders of business here absolutely uh everyone if you would like to get to our show at any point in time to listen to free for free uh, you can hit us at montanavoicespodcast.com if you would like to hit us with a line any kind of comments concerns to reach out to us with uh it's going to be at montanavoices at gmail.com for our email uh, if you would like to reach out to us at Twitter, that would be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook will be at Montana voices podcast, our Twitch, which I'm pretty excited about. I should have something up and rolling for that. Hopefully within the week here, uh, that one will be reachable at twitch.tv slash Montana voices. And then just recently we've had the addition of a YouTube account, uh, for all of our accounts as well. Montana Voices podcast is searchable on there. You can find us. And we have a, a number of our episodes already up there uh, with the finest B-roll. I think we had bees in there. We had uh, some driving in rural Montana footage in there. And um, this time we're going with uh, snow footage. So uh, you'll have to tune in for that. Uh, quick note on the Montana Voices on YouTube. Uh, videos on that are probably at least a day behind schedule. So if you want the most recent Montana Voices podcast release, that's going to be at montanavoicespodcast.com. Uh, so because we do this in the evening and rendering an hour video takes forever and then uploading some 20 gigs of video also takes a good amount of time. So uh, I'll probably leave it to render at night and I won't be uh, ready to upload it until I get back from work the, the following day. Indeed. Uh, some always technical limitations. Uh, but let's go back through our, our corrections. We had a, uh, a few comments come through. We uh, Definitely seeing some more activity here, uh, as far as comments on our Facebook page and links that were shared uh, from our Facebook page. Uh, I'm told that uh, we spent, uh, in the last episode, Country Road, we discussed Great Falls in probably more length than we should have, or more length than it deserves. We got called out, and we should not call Great Falls a retirement town, because I'm told there's uh, it's just as boring for the retirees there. <laughs> so <laughs> Everyone wants to move to Florida no matter what. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I, I wasn't there, man. Uh, so I, 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 if I had been there, I probably would have spent a little bit more time trashing Missoula as well. Um, however, it, it just didn't work out that way. So, uh, however, I would like to point out though, the, the whole point of that episode, I believe was Great Falls versus Missoula, just because you guys had been in each town respectively. So, uh, you know, with that in mind, I would expect at least 50% of the show to be dedicated to Great Falls, you'd think. Well, you'd think. And I expected Chris to trash talk uh, Missoula a little bit more because he, uh, he is a former Missoulian and uh, does not like the politics or uh, most of the people here. Um, maybe we shouldn't say that or put him on the spot, but he definitely like doesn't like the politics of Missoula. And so uh, I expected more, but uh, that sort of brings me into our next topic. Uh, another comment that we got is that uh, to make it more 
interesting that we need to disagree more. Um, uh, I'm told that they're tired of hearing us, uh, me say a topic, and then you saying, "Why? Well, I, I agree, Jim." But <laughs> well, you know, I I agree with you there, Jim. I think we agree too much. <laughs> no, uh, well, yeah, I, I can't help it that we, uh, we just happen to have like-minded views on that, but that was the whole intent of trying to get Chris on the show a couple more times is so we would have somebody to come on and tell us why we're wrong and uh, stick to it. So, you know, as, as time comes on, I think people will see that we do have differing opinions on quite a few different topics. Uh, one in, in point I would like to bring up there is cyclists uh, within the state on state roads. Um, well, we won't get too far into it, but we, it's a topic we're very staunchly opposed on. Uh, very staunchly, because uh, one of us is a sty- cyclist and also a reasonable person. So, <laughs> Ooh, hitting low, hitting low. Yeah, hitting there. Well, the, having a disagreement or a uh, counterpoint, uh, wasn't that the show? It was uh, Carlson Tucker with that other guy that uh, John Stewart went on the show, and basically they... They tanked it. It was counterpoint, just two guys just disagreeing and sort of yelling at each other for a while. Was it John and, Stewart? Uh, it was John Stewart. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, Tucker so, Carlson. Though that was back during the bow tie days, I believe. Uh, did, yeah, he's lost the bow tie, but you know Tucker Carlson needs to have another comedian come on his show, please. But <laughs> yeah. call out those I, I, dog I, I whistles. Thought, I thought he had comedians are. on the show. Oh, it's a, yeah, no, it's not on Comedy Central. It's on what is supposed to be a news network. Oh, Fox. Uh, sorry about Yeah, well, we might disagree on that. You know, also, an uh, uh, interesting thing I found out the other day, uh, a lot of other people probably know this. I'm probably just showing my ignorance here, but uh, he started the Daily Caller, it sounds like. Tucker Carlson? Yeah, or he's part of it or something here. God, let me make yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that I hadn't heard of, so that is that is news to me. Indeed, yeah. Founders Tucker Carlson and Neil Patel, whoever Neil Patel is. Now, yeah, well, he probably wants that, uh, you know, swept under the rug. I imagine Daily Caller doesn't have the uh, highest uh, respect in the journalism business, but uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, well, that's something I know that Tucker Carlson strives highly for. So, anyways, uh, I dropped us a little bit off topic there. Do apologize. Yep, uh, we've got a, a format to stick to, but uh, the intent of the show wasn't to, to duplicate the talking heads and the talking arguments that you see in, uh, you know, political commentary in a lot of places. Uh, and certainly, there is room for disagreeance, but that is not the uh, the center topic of the show. Yeah. Um, with that said, though, this is Montana Voices. If you'd like your Montana voice to be heard, do reach out. All right. Well, let's uh, get into our topics for uh, this week. Uh, um, Northwestern Energy um, is has notified me, at least, that they intend to ask for a rate increase. Did you get that same mailer from Northwestern Energy? I haven't seen it. I've just recently signed up for e-billing, and I'm hoping that they didn't use that as an excuse to not send me the notification. Well, this only pertains to electric energy um, from them, so uh, yeah. not gas, so uh, not natural gas. Um, so you have Energy West for natural gas in Great Falls, I believe, right? Correct, Energy West, which is still the same company, weirdly. It's just like their offices are in separate geographical areas, I think is how they get away with it. <laughs> One's just a little bit higher up. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, um, when I went through and signed up for e-bill, you can always, I'm trying to, like, uh, consolidate down my digital life here. So uh, while signing up for that, I made sure to 
uncheck every box possible for email notifications except for the absolute need-to-know things such as when my bill is due. So I'm wondering if this is one of the things I opted out of them to talk to me about, which if is the case, I'm going to be a little disgruntled about. I know that E-West sent a bill, or not a bill. Yeah, no, it was with the bill back when I was still getting billed with them paper-wise, but they had sent one with a proposal like this, but it was for a rate increase of like 80% on the base utilities, I believe. And 80%? I, yeah, this was... This was, I believe this is back when you were still living in town, and as I recall, the town went livid, and uh, it didn't go through. So, uh, you know, maybe it seems like they dialed back and decided to go with a different area at 70% less, just, you know, see if they would work out that way instead. Well, that's good. We do have a PSE, a public service commission. Uh, I got that one. It looks like it's asking for a, a bit under 10% for most people, um, which is a uh, you know a pretty big increase, uh, 10% of your electricity bill. Um, but uh, Northwestern Energy appears to be fighting with the PSE again, uh, specifically uh, the guy in District 5, uh, which represents uh, your area, um, Travis Cavula, who... Uh, I went to high school with back in uh, Great Falls High. Kavula versus everybody, I tell you. It appears so. Um, Yeah, Kavula versus the PSC and versus uh, Northwestern Energy. Uh, Northwestern Energy actually has a blog, but they appear to only pull out uh, the credentials to um, uh, try to trash talk Kavula, who uh, (laughs) uh, compared the... uh, Then they they are scathing in this blog. They compared the PSC to... uh, um, undisciplined children and it's it's a good read uh once you get there that's uh northwesternenergy.com this sounds uh, you, you can find it on there it's a long link but uh, you know i haven't checked yet but i wonder have we s- looked to see if like kavulasucks.com has been uh bought in yet Oh, should we uh, buy that and hopefully no, we I'm can just fund saying Montana I... Voices by selling it to Northwestern Energy? Well, I like your thinking. <laughs> you know, it's very possible. If the Soros check doesn't come through this month, that may be a good way to keep the lights on at the server. However, um, I was going to say it's possible they might have already purchased it and it just redirects to this blog. Well, I, I wouldn't put it past them. They're, they use some pretty aggressive language in their blog posts, which uh, is not what you usually see from a... A company anywhere yeah um, no, um, usually corporations are professional and usually they don't have blogs but um, so they they seem to say a, a lot of things in this blog um, but something I see sort of mentioned as sort of a way to trash talk the PSC um, Travis Kavula is a um, is a conservative and has always been that way <laughs> Since uh, as long as I've known him, and we've sort of grown out of touch recently, but like I said, we went to high school and we worked together on the newspaper at uh, Great Falls High. Uh, but he was the kind of guy that wore a, uh, he tucked his shirt in and wore a tie and had a briefcase instead of a backpack that he wore to school. So uh, he's always been a conservative, and um, I think Northwestern Energy is trying to paint him with a paintbrush that um, that may not apply to him, saying that he is a... Uh, going to propose deregulation which is a dirty word here in montana yeah i don't see that coming from somebody who used to show up in a suit and tie to school so well he took his schooling very seriously and uh he is employed in an important government position and i'm making a a podcast uh in the middle of the night so uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> our decisions definitely affected who we became. Well, you know, let that just, uh, we'll, we'll let those sleeping dogs lay, you know. So, um, but moving back to sort of these disagreements with Kavula, um, it looks like he was the only member of the PSC who voted against the uh, Northwestern Energy's uh, bid to reacquire the dams, um, which were uh, previously, I think, before 2003, owned by PPL. That's Pennsylvania. I will note power and light. Correct. Uh, nowhere near here. Nowhere near here is all I need to know. Um, so he was the only member that opposed that, and he was suggesting that. Uh, and still suggests because it looks like they fight back and forth occasionally in uh, the commentary uh, comment section of newspapers that uh, Northwestern Energy was using the um, guaranteed profit profit that they the rates that the PSC gives them as a way to make bets um, that are basically basically paid for by the Montanas through their electric bills. So uh, he was a member against that. And it looks like that's their beef with each other. And another news. Um, the credit rating of Northwestern Energy is actually going to be downgraded to underperform. Ah, uh, that's usually not a good sign to have. Uh, that does not give you the high ground in any fight to have your credit score downgraded. Which is strange because a utility is usually a you know a bedrock and a good company to invest in, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what statistics they put into that because and that is uh that's Credit Suisse. Uh, I, I don't know if that means a Swiss company, but they're one of the main uh, credit rating agencies out there that is doing that rating. And that, of course, is on the Northwestern Energy site because they have to publicly post these documents being a regulated utility. Let's see, well, uh, let that go to show how good regulations can be at times. Well, they are good. Uh, when we deregulated, uh, we saw our power uh, or utility rates increase by 130% uh, after Montana Power decided to lay fiber instead of uh being a utility company so wow bizarre and wild things that happen i tell you anyways well uh now yeah, well, enough about uh utilities uh let's move on to our uh, our next topic of natives doing things great to hear all the time uh we're we're gonna talk about this and then we're gonna move into some Somewhat uh, sadder news on the same subject. Uh, but uh, another Salish leader has been uh, honored at a Pacific convention by, uh, looks like, uh, Sophie Moise is honored uh, in the courthouse and is uh, now has her name to show as, uh, they call her an influencer. I, I think that might be the um, native equivalent of community organizer, if I'm not mistaken. I see. And it is her uh, her granddaughter that's being, uh, being uh, honored there. That sort of ties us into our unfortunate thing of what appears to be a plague, and numbers are still incomplete on this. Some argue that uh, we don't have a complete figure of uh, what's really happening with uh, the disappearances of natives, specifically native women. Yeah, it's uh, pretty disturbing when you start looking into it with the amount of documentaries and um, you know light that's being shed across the subject now with social media, with the much bigger presence now. Um, the numbers just have seen a really big rise lately, it seems. Uh, and that is really, really disturbing to hear. I mean, I'm not sure if it's on the rise or if they're just now, um, that these figures are just being available and are actually accounted in some ways. Because uh, law enforcement on the reservation is somewhat uh, confusing, to say the least. And I think we touched on it in a previous episode where, you know, we were only talking about the tax trucker on the reservation, how the reservation 
owns a land but can't tax non-natives and etc. and doesn't pay Montana state taxes usually. Um, and that is a very confusing issue. Um, but it's the same thing with uh, law enforcement, uh, that there's a number of different agencies and some of them that are you know, agnostic, if not just not caring, such as um, as far as disappearances, murders, and those uh, what's considered a federal crime, um, that's all handled by the FBI on the reservations, uh, not the actual um, reservation law enforcement. So who is reporting these figures and where they're reporting them to has been an issue in the past. Indeed. I wonder, because I, I don't think they even really have like a, an FBI office on a lot of the reservations here in the state. They do not. They, uh, in most of them, I have I've never seen one or worked with them. Um, most of them, they do not. I wonder if they uh, get to work from home. If you're an FBI agent on the reservation, and um, you know, the FBI is the main law enforcement for the reservation on the reservations for non-natives, since the uh, reservation and tribes do not have the authority to enforce laws on non-natives, even when they're on a reservation, which doesn't appear to make sense. Really. Um. Yep, and there's also the BIA, which is a different agency entirely. <laughs> Not the FBI, they're the BIA, but they are typically only used as law enforcement when um, the tribal law enforcement has some deficiencies. I see. Is the BIA able to uh, take care of business with non-native uh, citizens? They are a federal agency, so I believe so. Yeah. So if the BIA is present, there is, in fact, one law enforcement agency um but you get on the reservations and there's multiple agencies of course your fbi is enforcing that um in a lot of places they have um such as lake county um they have a lake county sheriff's office which enforces laws on on non-natives and there, then there is the uh tribal police which is for the natives and uh fun fact it is annoying but if you should get pulled over on the reservation specifically lake county reservation and my I am not a tribal member, so I get pulled over by a tribal cop for uh, doing 90. It was a, some time ago, back when I used to speed, and basically I had to sit and wait because the tribal cop cannot cite me for a ticket. I sat and wait for the Lake County Sheriff's Office, whom never showed up, by the way, and uh, <laughs> 30 minutes later I was uh, cut, lo cut loose with a stern warning. Wow. I was not aware of those uh, terms. Um, however, yeah, I guess that would make sense that they would just keep you there until the other guy can get there. Can you imagine, though, late at night, if uh, you're blowing through Browning like that and you get stopped and then someone gets called in from Cutbank, it sounds like. Oh, man, you are getting <laughs> the book thrown. <laughs> I was going to say, man, oh, you were doing Is triple digits. You were spending the night. <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, reckless endangerment. Uh, anything in the vehicle I should know about, sir? Just give me your license <laughs> you know, right now. I'll just cut it up for you and save you the hassle. So, uh, Browning, is that Glacier County up there? Yes. Or is that? That's uh, Glacier, Glacier County. That is out of Cup Bank, isn't it? My goodness. Indeed. So, I, I'm not sure uh, if that's the same. Uh, I imagine that's the same relationship they have for um, the tribal police in, in Browning and the... Uh, Glacier County Police. So, 
you know, sort of convoluted the way the the enforcement and the tax things are, are put together. And I didn't have this on the list because I just saw this in the uh, Missoulian, the actually Sunday print edition while I was buying groceries today. Wow. But it looks like that um, we discussed how the Salish Kootenai uh, Confederated Tribes had decided, uh, basically put an ad in the local paper in Polson saying, you know, how much taxes they pay. And... Um, I just found out that uh, Lake County is now going to try to, uh, is revoking a privilege. I guess they were not taxing the tribe for county that they owned on the reservation. You know, I'm fully understanding. I just read it while I was in line. And they are removing that privilege and they intend to tax the tribe for tribal owned properties. Uh. Once again, on the reservation that are on Lake County land, which is, that just seems like madness. It's insane. I can't believe they're even able to do all that shit. We gave them the reservation specifically so we didn't have this kind of bullshit problems anymore. You know, like why? Like seriously, like taxing problems still? You fucking kidding me? Well, I guess the term that the federal government uses independent sovereign nation, and there's always been some contention of what exactly that means. And you know, more and more, it seems like it's ending as nothing. It means sounds like a lot of lip service here. If you're able to still be taxed for shit, like. Yeah. Anyways, regardless, the reason we got into that whole subject, Native Disappearances, it looks like there's a database that can be accessed for this that's been put together. Uh, it's going to be at mmiwdatabase.com. So I believe that stands for Montana Missing Indig- yeah, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Database. Um, it's not like one that you can just go through and search right from here, but it looks like you can reach out to them and they can grant you access to it. And from there, um, if you're doing research or you're trying to look for someone specifically from that or help out, uh, it looks like you can reach out to them and help that out. And then, Excellent. And that is a link that uh, I think we we're going to you know, put up on our Facebook walls as, uh, as well as some other info here. I think that would be a good resource to have there. Indeed. And uh, some hunting news. It uh, looks like uh, looks like the fishing game over here in Montana is looking to get uh, into an op- automated system automated online system and there is a uh, a hearing on that matter so uh we'll maybe post a link to that and people can uh voice their concerns on that uh it's just uh it is nice that you can buy you know a, a game or fishing license even at your walmart if i would ever advocate going there but uh <laughs> yeah maybe it gets even easier and we can do it online but uh that would certainly be nice it would be um it would help people like not have to you know, give up all the money on gas and whatnot to drive all the way down to their local Walmart or sports center of whatever sort they may have uh, to shell out all that money to just get disappointed when the tag they put in for it didn't get drawn. Yeah, an online system for that would, uh, would be great. And speaking of gas, uh, there is some trouble with gas prices because I thought... Uh, Montana was a pretty low demand as far as it went for gas, but uh, I'm surprised that our gas prices are still near $3 a gallon. Yeah, I heard a whole lot of commotion about that, about it being under $2, and I hadn't been to the gas station myself in about a week and a half, so I went down there and saw uh, number three before the period staring right back at me and was a little confused on that, so I, you know... It wasn't like I was going to knock it gas. I still bought it, but begrudgingly so. So you're still sitting at 
close to three. Uh, Missoula is two seventy nine. Last I looked, that was. Uh, uh, I should note on that premium only for the new vehicle there. Um, oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> if you're looking for just unleaded regular, it was like I want to say maybe about two seventy nine. Was probably about what we were sitting at as well. But um, uh, well, well, listen to you, um, not knowing <laughs> what the gas prices are here. So. Uh, you and your fancy premium vehicle, two sixty seven is what I'm seeing. It's the best uh, at Sam's Club, so you're probably looking at two seventy at Sam's uh, Club. Non membership gas stations. I see. I have. Uh, well, I've got a membership at Sam's Club. I should probably go there sometime for my gas. Usually, I hit up the Smiths because we go there for the groceries as well. So I'll get the fuel points. Uh, fuel points important. Apparently, uh, Walmart. Uh, our uh, main Walmart up on Reserve is getting the gas pumps. I don't think they're operational yet because uh, people keep on parking there. Um, but uh, that's coming. Walmart Gas. Understand that Great Falls already has a Walmart gas station? We do. It's literally on the other side of town for me, so I never have been there. But if I ever happen to leave town on that side and need to stop for gas, then maybe I'll give it a shot. Uh, chances are very unlikely, though. Yeah, don't uh, drive anywhere for lower gas prices. If you do the math, uh, so you have a 10-gallon tank, um, even if you're saving 10 cents a gallon, which is unheard of, um, that's still only a dollar that you've saved for, in exchange for your time and your fuel for driving, of course, to uh, across town. Just not worth it. Well, uh, there's no good segue into our next topic of breastfeeding. Just trying to think of one to get us right into that from gas well, but uh, uh you know a lot of people consider it an elephant in the room for whatever reason to begin with so uh you might is as it well. an elephant in the room that's sort of the question well, I well yeah ask. that's what i was going to say for a lot of people it, it appears to be um uh, people who don't have children or don't like children for whatever reason seem to be weirded out by it um a lot of people i've, I've never seen anyone who is a parent be like oh God, put it away, lady. Yeah, and I see uh, sort of an outreach, uh, especially on social media with uh, people you know, trying to make a point of not brazenly showing breasts and such and saying they support breastfeeding, but it's I've never thought of it as anything that shouldn't be done anywhere. And apparently if you go back historically, I mean, people were in the early 1900s, they were breastfeeding in church uh, right in the middle. There's pictures of it um, because it's a completely normal, natural thing. So, Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out when the shift was that that ended up being a weird thing that was not cool. Is there a, an opposition to this? I've never seen anybody oppose it. Well, that's the thing, but, too, is I hear about it a lot, um, you know, You'll see a lot of women put up, like, Facebook posts, and that'll go viral on the sites that are getting reposted, um, you know, a ton of times, and then it finally gets to you, and it, it always blows my mind, too, because it's like they're, they've are they been thrown out of a JCPenney because they were breastfeeding, and uh, they were, you know, sitting outside of the changing area or whatever, and... Uh, I've never seen anything like that ever happen before, but I just can't imagine anybody in their right minds that would witness that they would not speak up and say something to the employee about that you know well it uh you know might be a fireball offense we live in that uh, reaction age but um i guess montana voices have taken a stance and uh unfortunately for our listeners me and bryce agree um in support of breastfeeding <laughs> 
Indeed. You know, if that's the only ingredients we have this episode, then, you know, I, I am glad it's on that as opposed to anything else here. Well, uh, moving on to coal bo- bonuses, the uh, Westmoreland Coal Company out of Colorado, which, of course, operates the uh, the mine outside of a coal strip. What do they call it? The Bear something mine? Or... I don't recall, but it uh, looks like they are asking for permission, um, and they're in bankruptcy, so they do have to ask uh, to give their executives bonuses. Ah, because they've worked so hard and done such a great job for their workers. Well, they're, I, they did try to justify it by saying that they needed to keep these people and the future of the company was dependent on them staying, but uh, if the company's in dire straits... Uh, I mean, there was the same outcry when GM did this, when they uh, got federal money and then gave out bonuses to their top execs. Got to keep those guys. I believe this literally just happened with Toys R Us as well. When they declared bankruptcy, they gave out a huge payout to the uh, top guys. And I think their severance for the workers was very low, like triple digits. Oh, geez. Work for Toys R Us for all your life and... You know, you can say the same thing for Sears. Uh, I know quite a few people uh, that worked and managed uh, the Sears uh, thing and, you know, sort of left with nothing. Yeah. Jeez, uh, well, thanks, Amazon. <laughs> uh, you can't blame Amazon for everything. Changing tastes, management. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, just about, we'll uh, I'd say a good 40% of the things I'm looking at right now on this desk are probably purchased on Amazon, so I'll keep my mouth shut for this time. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that they necessarily need to give them that big of a bonus. Um, uh, they say that they're crucial to the future of the company, but wouldn't you say the workers are equally as crucial? You know, it's, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a mess there. I, I don't know. Just, I, I'm no coal executive. I don't know how that business runs. You know, apparently, uh, neither do we. So, um, but they, uh, that, that mine does the uh, a clean coal uh, for coal strip, which uh, last I knew only had a, a f- was it two out of three of the uh, burners actually running, or somewhere around there. They're not at full capacity, and they're con- you know on the verge of shutting down another one. Um, are they changing tides or EPA? This well, I hope they. This should be the time for coal. I, I don't know why they're. I thought the war was so over. Far. Yeah, the war on coal is uh, <laughs> should be over, but. Uh, I guess not. Uh, promises kept, Bryce. Promises kept. No doubt. Well, I hope they at least kept the clean ones turned on. Well, maybe they shut down the Billings one. Uh, there was one, um, I, I guess, sort of across the road and in between two separate refineries in Billings. <laughs> Definitely a, a clean place, I think. And uh, It's crazy how big it got in Billings. I remember uh, it had been years since I had been there, and then when I finally went back... To see how big the uh, industry area over there got, uh, it was booming. So to hear that it's closing down like that's uh, very startling. A lot of lost jobs there. Well, I don't know how many jobs were actually lost uh, from the, the Billings uh, electric plant being shut down. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just unsure how many people work there. But that one is is not operational. I actually used to live in a house. Uh, you know, below it, which uh, might have been the best spot because of the yeah, you got those big smokestacks <laughs> that it goes up. It's probably the cleanest spot in all of uh, all of Billings at the time. Uh, I'm not sure what the numbers are on that. I'll have to ask Richard. I know he said that 
living near a coal plant like that, your no chances of getting some sort of cancer were higher. Um, however, those were, you know, probably stats gathered back before clean coal had been enacted. So it's hard to say on what numbers around the Billings and Coal Strip ones would be. Well, I am, I am not sure, but apparently the it sounds like they're on the the verge. They're right at the edge of what can be clean coal. Um, and it's, you know, always a fight. So, you know, I just don't think the future's in coal. And uh, we're, we're beating this horse for all we can. For certain. Uh, one thing I will commend this coal strip on is how clean they keep that town. Uh, anytime I drive through, it's always pristine. Grass is cut, hedged, you know. Even the subway's well, they, clean. Oh man! Even the subway. There's a, uh, you know, images to uh, an uphold. If uh, it's a dirty town, people will think it's because of the coal. I guess. Yeah, um, you know, you, you probably don't get as much cleanliness from you know, like the Judith Gap wind farmer. So, but uh, it's not really an area that you can go on a stroll through. So there's not as much upkeep needed. So plus there. So, Speaking of Judith Gap, and there's also that newer development outside of Harlow Town. So if you're driving from Billings to Great Falls, you have the Judith Gap wind farm that's been there for, what, 15, 20 years maybe? It's been there for a while. And there's some uh, new turbines up uh, on the Billings side of Harlowton. Not not town. I won't say it wrong. It's Harlowton. Um, but an odd fact about that, uh, I found this when I was researching... Uh, the Montana Power and Northwestern Energy uh, debacle that happened in the in the late 90s is that all that power is uh, shipped to Canada. It's uh, none of it is used here locally uh, because Northwestern Energy is currently in a fight with the uh, PSC over regarding the the purchasing of renewable energy, which they are, are supposed to do but apparently are not. Wow, that blows my mind. So they sell it off to Canada. You know. I almost we need to get a, an industry expert with the uh, power industry on here, Jim, to, t to ask them about that and how the grid works because it blows my mind that they sell it to Canada. Do they have just like all of those on a couple of transmission lines that just shoot straight up across the border? Yeah, across the you know it just blows my mind that it's cheaper to get it you know that far and across the across the border. There's got to be a tariff for that, I assume. Of some Indeed. sort, uh, you know, we're, we're we're in a trade war. So. And is there any loss on that power? Yeah, I guess uh, for a long range, eight um, percent loss. Wow. And it's still and cheaper for, for him somehow. It, it's still cheaper somehow, um, mainly because Northwestern Energy does not want to buy it. Well, um, yeah, I mean, supply else, and demand uh, is what we're always told, right? Yeah, supply and demand, and that was sort of the big thing with deregulation, is uh, we were going to have a choice with uh, who we bought our electricity from, um, and that never happened. So, you know, we eventually went back to regulation 2005, I think. I, you know, not before 2000, maybe it was before 2005. I remember at one point seeing some sort of weird ads for like a Montana gas or some sort of weird off -ball, offshoot company. It was supposed to be like a, a secondary utility company you could get your services through. And all I could think is like, wow, are they going to hook up a secondary gas line to my house like that? Doesn't sound very viable, considering the grid's already laid for the entire fucking town. So Yeah, that, that I recall seeing that ad as well, and I can't remember where it was or the name of it. It died pretty the, quick. 
it, it might have. I wonder if that would be like, um, like they do in a, in a lot of Europe is the, um, the municipality lays a fiber or whatever network to your, to your home and all the, uh, all the homes at, at their own expense. And then a, uh, ISP, all they have to do is, uh, pay a service charge to them and then they get a backhaul to your home. So, uh, maybe it's a, a similar thing where they pay, you know, Northwestern energy for, for use on the line. Uh, but it's their gas, which you know, it doesn't seem like it would make any sense, but... Yeah, either that or they're just reselling the gas to you through Northwestern Energy that delivers the gas to your pipe still. I mean, we're, we're talking some real local exchange carrier uh, uh, crazy negotiations here. I can see why it fell through so quickly, if that's the case. I mean, we're talking about a fossil fuel here they're trying to control. This isn't a packet, so, um, it, you know, it doesn't work the same way that you'd be able to do that with internet through a European municipality. Yeah, that that's right. I mean, they're not going to, you know, disconnect the pipe at the, uh, you know, colo or head end and connect it to your pump instead. That's, uh, assumably not the way that works. Um, but to, uh, to back up for most of our listeners who are not, uh, in the same industry we, we are in, um, there is a possibility as far as, internet and communications for a company or a person to to purchase I, I guess it would be called a leased line almost you buy access to the line and then connect your equipment to, at, at their you know shack or wherever and then the you know end user side and so essentially that you're just using their you know line whether it be a fiber or copper out to the site and, and it goes on your network so that probably would be different uh I, I imagine it's nowhere near the same yeah uh geez talk about a mess it is or or maybe they were hoping to get uh you know suddenly big so they can you know barter you know better bulk prices through northwestern energy or or whatnot so yeah this i we do really need an energy expert on here because another fact that uh, I think we'll, you'll be equally astonished at was the fact that uh, Montana produces more natural gases that it consumes. Uh, not by much, but a little bit. Um, but all that gas is sold to the West Coast and we buy from Pennsylvania. That should, I mean, are you, is it ever, I hope everyone else listening is enraged as I am hearing that information. Uh, uh, we, keeping those pipelines uh, busy, I guess. So um, our cheap natural gas gets sold to the to the West, and uh, we buy open market uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> natural gas. Well, once again, PPL always has their hand in it. But I'm ready to just make my house freeze tonight out of disgust of this information. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, if you're a industry-leading expert on uh, the power utilities of Montana and your listener, uh, please reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. Absolutely. And, uh, maybe we'll send, uh, you know, as we get bigger, we can certainly get people that are more interesting on, I'm not above emailing or trying to call, uh, even Travis Cavula appears to be the only person that, uh, butts heads with Northwestern energy. See if one, he remembers me. And if he does, um, try to make him forget me that kid with the red hair and the spikes, why do I want to be on his show? But, (laughs) 
Well, you never know. T- I mean, times have changed. Does he have, uh, I mean, we asked earlier if uh, com was registered. I wonder if NorthwesternEnergySucks.com is registered. Because if he doesn't have his own blog uh, shit-talking these, I mean, I guess he really can't because he's the public service commissioner. Um However, I think but he, he probably... does it in editorials, um, and quite a few of them, or, or more than one, have been in the Montana Standard out of Butte, which uh, seems they, of course, have a probably higher interest in in energy than than other places for considering their history. Yeah. So um, he's essentially been using that as a blog whenever he wants to, uh, I guess, talk crap on Northwestern Energy. He uh, he does it through the official print methods. That's probably the classiest method to go. Uh, with a couple interviews that I had seen from him on KRTV and KFBB, it seemed like he had a pretty good method of uh, laying the record down with them uh, in a respectable manner, I guess you could say. Well, the man has tact. Yeah. And he does have a briefcase. Um, <laughs> he does have a briefcase. Yeah, more, more tact than us. Uh, so I don't have a briefcase. Yeah, maybe- you do. I All right. Well, <laughs> well, you know, mixers and microphones. Uh, it's not best in a briefcase, but maybe at, uh, we can get somebody with more knowledge on this uh, in the future. On, but uh, some more bad news here: a Missoula shooting. Uh, it looked like just the last couple of days here. Uh, was it officer-assisted suicide that I saw? Uh, I don't know about officer-assisted suicide here. Let me take a look and see what the motives were on it. Um, anyways, the officer involved on this was a fellow I went to high school with back in the day. Um, he was a really great guy every time I knew him, so I was, uh, pretty saddened to hear that he had to be involved with something like this. It's, uh, pretty traumatic for anyone to have to go through something like that, so hopefully they are able to get him back out there and, uh, back to work soon, because, uh, that's some pretty rough shit to go through. Is it like on the TV shows where they, you know, automatically get administrative leave and get to, you know, seek counseling before they go back? Obviously a traumatic event and maybe something else that we're going to agree on on uh, Blue Lives here. Indeed. Um, yeah, no, in this regard too specifically, like, I, I don't know, it's a scary job to be in. So I can't thank anyone enough for taking that kind of a job. Because I know I would sure be terrified every night on shift for something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, take... Uh, and it's different in Montana. I mean, we somewhat isolated and don't have a lot of the issues that uh, other areas are, are definitely feeling with, uh, of course, black lives and, and others who uh, are seemingly at odds with the police. Um, but it's... Um, like I said, different here, and I think we have a, a different police force and the men and women out there, a number of which I know and some of, uh, you know, friends and I go to church with is uh, deep respect for uh, for what they do for us. But uh, I guess I will affront it by saying that I recognize that our police force forces here in Montana are not played with the same issues that uh, others are around the country. Yeah, that's something that I think we as a state can be pretty proud of. You know, even with everything we've seen in all of these other states over the past few years here since, you know, geez, I don't even know when Black Lives Matter started up and originated, um, but 
we haven't had like one huge story come out of Montana really in that regard of there being anything involving officers in a negative aspect. So, uh, you know, everything here's, I don't know. I've, so I'm going to run to demographics, uh, I suppose, because some people might suggest that it's because we have uh, less minorities here in Montana. Uh, we also and have less people, period, as well, so that's also worth less noting. Be- less people, but uh, uh, black specifically, I think they're somewhere around 10%. I think we're a little bit below the national average, but uh, they're certainly still here. And uh, we've actually, uh, that has increased, so maybe in the next census that comes out, uh, we'll see that, because we... I think everywhere I've gone, I've seen transplants from uh, New Orleans after the, uh, of course, hurricane flood that happened. So the, those numbers might be reflected in the, the coming up census, which 2020 or uh, I'm not sure, but every 10 years, of course. Yeah, I believe 2020 is the next one. I'm not sure. Jeez, I got to well, uh, fill it out this time. Uh, oh, they will find you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Now, there was a, uh, and you have to do the census. Uh, when I was younger, I think probably the, no, I think it's mid, I, I don't remember, but uh, I was a kid and I, uh, you know, toured with my dad who uh, took on uh, some summer work uh, doing the census in very rural Montana. And so we got to drive around in a little tiny Mazda truck and another Mazda that I own currently, same vintage. But um, you can't, avoid them um he had to um try to track people down regardless of uh how much they hated him or the government he's like great you have a shotgun but how many people live here uh that man that sounds like montana there just i just need to know three or four three or four dude (laughs) three or four and i assume they're all white because (laughs) you hate the government it seems like that demographic so, uh, speaking of uh, areas uh, in the middle of nowhere, um, Glasgow was featured on CBS News earlier this year. Big reps to Glasgow. Specifically for being the middle of nowhere, because it's uh, apparently further from any metropolitan area than anywhere else in the country. Boy, does it sure feel like it when you have to drive there. Ah, it's only eight hours for you, Bryce. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, once you get there, it's uh, worth stopping in to get a good bite to eat and then getting some good sleep. I'm trying to think, where do you usually go at Glasgow when you stop in? Oh, man, uh, McDonald's. <laughs> because uh, you can always count on McDonald's being the same and <laughs> not any worse than usual. <laughs> yeah, it is. They're, they're, I appreciate their consistency. Even, uh, you know, McDonald's in Glasgow feels like our metropolitan... Uh, Barbie McDonald's here in Missoula. So. Indeed. Um, I will say uh, Eugene's Pizza in Glasgow, Montana, top-notch. If you are in Glasgow, uh, make sure you stop by. If you live there, you probably go there a lot because it's really good. There's also the Dynasty Chinese restaurant that's also pretty killer. Dynasty Chinese. Uh, you know, some things for me to check out uh, next time I'm there. And uh, for the listeners that don't know, me and Bryce spend a lot of our... Uh, working hours, that is uh, work that actually pays us money, um, touring the state doing uh, doing various uh, tasks. Uh, so uh, this last week I got to go, uh, I was in Billings before that, uh, went up north from Missoula to the Libby area where I found a Best Burger, 
which um, the burger was merely okay, but it, it looks like it is a new establishment, and it's nice to see some life in Libby. Is that a franchise, or is that a local shop? I believe it was local. Oh, well. I'm not 100% on that, but it uh, was better than the McDonald's. If it's local, then that possibly could just be a title of locally best burger then too you never know well very much well it's a long drive to get anything better indeed but uh i don't know i i will definitely give that a shot next time i'm in libby now so uh where do your travels take you this week bryce i'm hoping to my desk and then back to my house and not very far in between uh this last week i went to helena I ended up just going to the subway. I didn't really hit up any local shops, unfortunately. Well, unfortunate. Uh, well, I guess our local business shout-out will be Best Burger in Libby. Indeed. Best Burger in Libby, Eugene's Pizza in Glasgow. Uh, if you're going to hit up any shops there, then those would be the ones to go. One's on one side of the state, one's on the other. So I'd say that's pretty good. Pretty good coverage of them. And uh, if you're in Billings, uh, Burger Dive. Best burger, maybe in the country. Indeed, uh, I'm, I'm 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 craving that now. I had a roadhouse this weekend. I'm uh, gonna have to hit up the the burger dive next time we hit Billings. Well, absolutely. Well, uh, that does conclude episode nine of Montana Voices, and uh, let's go through our uh, manners of business one more time so everyone knows where to reach us and then uh we'll get this one in the books Indeed. and uh real quick just to let everyone know uh local events coming up here this uh friday starting at 5 p.m here in great falls we have the uh, downtown christmas stroll um so if you want to come down and hang out shop at the local shops that we have down there and grab some hot cocoa and potentially see people you know and like and People you don't want to run into if you have social anxiety and you don't want to be out. And, uh, you know, it's going to be cold as well. So uh, keep all that in mind and come or not. Uh, so, yeah. Absolutely. And the shops are staying open past 530, which is a, another comment that was left in one of our shares. Uh, everything closes at 530 in Great Falls downtown. Ooh, not that night, my friend. Uh, they are keeping things turned uh, 5 p.m. until 9 p.m. is the times listed here uh, on their official Facebook event. So uh, with that in mind, then, uh, let's go ahead and keep it rolling here uh, with our business info information. If you would like to listen to our podcast at all or check into our information, it's going to be at montanavoicespodcast.com. If you'd like to reach out to us at email, it's going to be montanavoices at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to see our Twitter, that will be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook will be at Montana Voices Podcast. Our Twitch, which I'm hoping to have something up this week on, is going to be twitch.tv slash Montana Voices. And you can find us at YouTube now at Montana Voices Podcast. 